Hello, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. And a, a bold experiment, a bold social experiment <laughs> about what happens when you put two strangers. Oh. But then they fall in love and they get married in a room with two microphones and say, do your worst. <laughs> what happens? What dark depths? It's one of they... one of those experiments where a lot of it starts before the experiment. It's one of those. Yes, it's an experiment <laughs> within an experiment within an experiment within this great experiment we call America. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Wonderful. It's a show where we talk about things that we like, things that we're into, things that are mm-hmm. good. Yes, and uh, I mean, in this long summer, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Oh. It's almost July, huh? It's almost freaking July, the hot dogs month. (laughs) This is the month for hot dogs. I'd like to say hot dogs month occurs more than one month a year. But if it's going to be one month of the year. Yeah, that's fair. It's going to be July, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any small wonders, Rachel? Yes, I was anxious to start. Okay, please. Um, I'm going to say uh, eating at a restaurant. Eating at a restaurant. This is something that we have done lately, and it is novel. Yes. Uh, and enjoyable. It is enjoyable. I'm glad to be able to get back out there. I, I, yeah, eating nice food that hasn't been, uh, that, that has been cooked to order is, is an exciting Having experience. someone come up and talk to you and ask you what you're interested in and yeah. to provide you details on the food. They uh, say you had water in your cup, but because of your actions, it's almost empty. Let me fix that for you. And it's like, what? I feel so pampered. <laughs> they're like, do you want bread? And you're like, oh, how much does it cost? And they're like, it's free. And you're like. What? Griffin and I went out to lunch last week and we were curious as to when the last time we had been in a restaurant was. And so we checked uh, the email to see what confirmation we might have. It appears that January 2020 may have been. Was the last time. The last time. Which was a bit of time ago. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, what am I going to say? <sighs> We've talked about Tic Tacs on the show before, right? Probably. You love those tic tacs. Shoot. I mean, you could just say generally uh, car candy. Car candy is pretty great. <laughs> um, you know, I'm driving a lot more now because we're taking the kids to, to daycare now uh, or summer camp, as and we when, tell our oldest. And when you say driving a lot more, you mean approximately 10 minutes a day? <laughs> Maybe closer to 15 minutes okay. a day. Okay. But I have reason to have car candy again. Yeah. And it's exciting. You get in the car, you're thirsty, you're like, I wish I had a sweet little treat, a little pick me up. A couple ticky tackies. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Uh, who goes first this week? I believe I do. <laughs> yes. Okay. I apologize. I'm even more out of it than normal, I feel like. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel sick for the first time in like a year and a half or so. Because as it turns out, wearing masks and not leaving your house and washing your hands a million times a day pretty good way to not get sick yeah it turns out but now i got like a sinus thing for the first time and i'm like what's going on with my body i don't even remember this feeling i've been the picture of health for so long well as much as you can be. as much as you can be, as griffin mcelroy as me which is not <laughs> yeah my best picture of health is a toddler drew it um, <laughs> anyway i want to talk about a firework that i love that's very oh, near and dear to my heart okay and because of that, I feel like I should put like a legal disclaimer to say, don't, maybe you shouldn't play with this firework uh, or any fireworks. 
And now that I've legally covered myself, I want to talk about Roman candles, the most badass firework that oh, there is in the world. Oh, gosh, those are scary to me. Yeah, they can have a... And and I don't want to get sued for fireworks libel, but there have been some oopsies that Roman <laughs> candles have been responsible for. I, I will say, as someone who didn't really grow up with the home, home-brewed fireworks the way that They're some people do. They're not home-brewed. I'm not, like, making my own black powder charges. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, my exposure to fireworks was, like, professional fireworks show. Which is the probably the safest and best way that you can enjoy fire but i would say when i got to about college all of a sudden it was like oh let's let's set off the the kinds that you can do at the home right and they are scary to me (laughs) yeah particularly roman candles but if you can harness that fear you're gonna have yourself a, a real fun time uh roman candles are in my mind sort of the quintessential home firework it's a long tube and you light the fuse and then a series of multicolored explosives come launching out the end of it. And to be clear, this is the one that you are supposed to set on the ground and then walk to a safe distance away. Oh, really? Is that true? I'd probably... (laughs) Well, there's fountain fireworks that you are explicitly... Does this one have like a long stem on the bottom? Uh, No, you're thinking of the the humble bottle rocket. Okay. Uh, The bottle rocket, I would say, is probably the second most quintessential home fire. So what is the Roman candles set up? It's just a long tube. And it's like a magic wand and explosives come firing at the And end so your impression is that you're not supposed to set that on the ground and walk away. Yeah, I don't think it has a base. You're just supposed to hold it up and point it at the sky okay. and not point it at uh, a friend. But we'll get there. Um, <laughs> yes, but like I, I enjoy a sparkler. I enjoy a fountain. But like... Ooh, a snap and pop. Uh, don't get me... <laughs> Snap and pops are not nearly as exciting <laughs> as you always remember them to be. Yeah. That's well, the ones you just throw at your I friend's think, feet. Actually, I think our small child would love a snap and pop. Probably. He, no, our small child would be scared of any of these options, <laughs> if we're being honest. It's just that Roman candles put the power and stupidity of fireworks in the palm of your hand. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And that's exciting for me. Don't, But don't play with Roman candles. Don't get silly with them because mm-hmm. they're extremely dangerous. That said, <laughs> one Fourth of July in college... My friends and I were at uh, one, one of our houses, fairly rural part of town, out, out in the middle of nowhere where you could really do what you want. And um, it did turn into, because we had an unbelievable amount of Roman candles, just a game of wizard duel, which looking back on it, was a, we could have gotten very seriously injured. Yes. Because wizard duel was, instead of pointing at the sky, you, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine... Paces fire. And then you do the whole slow-mo monologue. But those fireballs don't come at you slow, do they? They come at you quite fast. This is unbelievable to me that this happened. Um, Who do you think was responsible for beginning this game of Wizard Duel? Nobody was injured, by the way, which is probably a statistical anomaly. I mean, it it seems like Justin McElroy. No, it's Travis McElroy. I'm surprised that you thought that that was more of a Justin thing. Well, uh, I mean, Justin is the leader. Justin is the oldest, <laughs> and he does make a lot of the decisions for us. And you have told me about some exploits that Justin has gotten into that were uh, a little dangerous. We're a little goofy, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, it was a bad idea. But, you know, target practice with Roman candles, I guess that's a bit of a better, as long as it's not like a flammable thing. Can I ask yeah. where you purchased these? Because in most places that I grew up, they were not allowed in the city limits. And so you had to kind of like drive outside of town to get them. Sure. Different states have different laws. Uh, what, the year I lived in Cincinnati, we had to drive to Kentucky to get them. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, but in West Virginia, like it was 
are you kidding? Is there's <laughs> there's so you can there just, ain't no laws while you're really yeah for sure. Uh, so you could go to like the mall parking lot would just have <laughs> oh this gosh. huge tent set up, and you were allowed to set them off like at your house. Sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, the, the, things may have changed, <laughs> and there may have been laws. It may have not been legal, and you just didn't know. It may have not been legal, but we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always went pretty hard on yeah. on Fourth of July. Yeah, not because we're a particularly patriotic sort but the we like grilling food and using fireworks i don't know how else to put it roman candles are some of the most dangerous fireworks that you can own that is why they are illegal to own in delaware oregon new york new jersey massachusetts minnesota and rhode island and maybe other other territories here in the (laughs) states there's entire countries i don't think you can own roman candles in the netherlands like there's entire countries that are like fuck no are you kidding me look at that that's a bad (laughs) idea um but i don't know when you use them responsibly which is i suppose a relative term when you're discussing fireworks it's kind of neat does it say on the package like it would be nice to know how many projectiles you're going to get with a roman candle i think it tells you i think it tells you so you can like count and be like okay now i know it's now i can set this down (laughs) yeah we definitely had a couple at that fourth of july party (laughs) we were like okay it's finished and we set it down and then (laughs) um they are a marvel of fireworks engineering when you think about it, because there's a bunch of different charges in there. You light the fuse, the fuse goes down, ignites the first you know, star, which ignites the lift charge underneath it. And that's what propels the explosive out. And that lift charge ignites a delay uh, fuse like underneath that, which lights the next star, which lights the next lift charge, which lights the next delay fuse. When you look at how they're all kind of stuffed in there, which don't cut a Roman candle open, look at diagrams on the internet, it's fascinating. It's fascinating how uh, how yeah, they make how those it ha- work. Yeah, it doesn't like go all at once. Like, oh, it doesn't it, just explode in your hand. Yeah, yeah that would be <laughs> absolutely terrible. And then there's different chemical compounds in, in in the fireworks that make them turn different colors. But if I had a month to prepare this segment and three hours to explain it on the show, I do not think I could do a good job yeah. discussing the chemistry in any kind of way that would be accessible to our listeners or myself. Um, but I just, I, I like a Roman candle. I do like a bottle. Bottle rockets scare me in a way that Roman candles don't. Because if you light a Roman candle and point it, you can pretty much imagine where those little sploders are going to go. <laughs> a bottle rocket is like, I've had bottle rocket injuries before. And they're so small that they're not terrible. They're just like little burns. But you light a bottle rocket and it's just like, good luck, everybody. Because this guy could go really silly if it wanted to. Oh, man. We used to tuck them into our chain link fence and then just like light a bunch of them all at once and then just kind of scurry away. Oh, God. <laughs> this is this segment is difficult for me. Don't I... do any of this. <laughs> that, that, this, is, this is what I'm saying. I'm 34 years old now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure these there's a lot of restrictions in Texas as to what you can do because uh, – it's the, a dr- it's a dry yeah. place that has been prone to fires. Yeah, I mean not not lately as of this recording, but yes, for sure. Uh, the year I moved here, there was like a horrible yeah. fire in the wake of Fourth of July festivities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, joking so aside, be safe if take, you're listening. Take this stuff very very seriously. Mm-hmm. But if we are going to talk about the premium firework, yeah. the ultimate firework of in course. my mind, is where it's, it is the Roman candle. Of course, and and who are we to stand in the way of July Fourth and its great power? <laughs> yes, but do it responsibly and think about the puppies. 
there's doggies that get scared of fireworks yes. very, very easily. Yes. And there's, of course, people who, you know, for whom the sound of loud explosions may trigger a a, a, a post-traumatic sort of response. Mm-hmm. So be thoughtful about that as well. But um, I, I will tell you, the, the childhood memory of a firework is a powerful one. It's classic. It's classic. Yeah. But perhaps it is best saved for the professionals uh, yes. who who do amazing work. Hey, can I steal you away? Yeah. Thanks. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Got a couple of Bronco Bryams. Do you want to do the first one? Uh, yes. So this is a message for Deirdre. It is from Jameson. Deirdre, I love you and our pet family. Even though our lives currently revolve around our elderly cats and their various issues, I know we'll get through it together. You are my everything, and I look forward to the years ahead as much as I've loved the years behind. Love, Jameson. The way you put emphasis on words in pet family made it sound not like they had a family full of pets, but that they had a pet family. Like they had a family, an entire nuclear family that was like, these are this is our pet. <laughs> who rescued who? This who tiny family. Who rescued you? 
I feel like the Stevens family <laughs> rescued me, if you think about it. Um, I'll do the other one here because it is for Tyne, and it's from Justin, who says, Hey, Tink, it's me, your baby. Surprise. I'm so thankful to have you and our wonderful dog, Zoe, in my life. You've made the past 12 years the absolute best that I could have asked for. Thank you for marrying me, loving me, and always being there for me. I love you always, my tiny Saurus Rex. Oh, that's cute. Got an anniversary coming up on July 6th. Got that 13-year anniversary. Woo! Woo! Coming up real soon. Tying, Justin, that's a long stretch. That's a long haul. Yeah. That's longer than we've been together. You think we'll make it? To 13? Yeah. Lucky number 13? Probably, yeah. I mean, I'd hope so. I'm not planning on doing anything to fuck this up in a major way. <laughs> Are you? No. Excellent. Sounds like you'll see, you'll see you then okay. in a few years. One, two, one, two, three, five. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors and... Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor and I'm a medical enthusiast and we create okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately we do a lot of modern fake medicine. Because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday, right here on MaximumFun.org, as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. Hey, what topic have you prepared for us for this uh, episode of Wonderful, the podcast on the Maximum Fun Network? That's some good framing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It is the matinee. <laughs> Oh, yes. The matinee performance. Oh, I love a matinee. Holy mm -hmm. crap. We have been talking a lot about this because uh, now that our children are both in responsible care facilities, uh, we are able to do things during the day, and we have been desperate to find a matinee performance of a film. And it is difficult to find because, you know, obviously that's not a, a high seller on a Monday through Friday. Correct. But uh, I love it. I love, yeah, I love a matinee movie, especially on the weekends, because then you get out and it's like, I still got my full day. Exactly. Exactly. Usually they are, are uh, a little bit cheaper yeah. than an evening performance uh, at a, an establishment like the Alamo Draft House. They will have a, a separate menu uh, sometimes for the, the daytime, which is exciting. That like is a, exciting. Like a brunch kind of feel to it. Um, and... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just like leaving the theater when it is bright outside is kind of like a fun time travel. It is. <laughs> if you've also, if you've never done like live theater stuff, a matinee performance is kind of a trip. Yeah. So that's when I did my research, that was mostly what I could find is what, what matinee really means in the theater. Yeah, I mean, it just means an early show. Usually we would do it on Sundays, mm. uh, like at, at two o'clock or so we would knock out a performance of Charlotte's Web or whatever. Well, yeah, and I think in a in a medium where the audience is such a big part, you know, it, it it's interesting to talk about the makeup of a matinee. Right, sure. Uh, which is a lot of what I found is that uh, there was kind of a funny phrasing for it. Uh, the matinee audience is those who don't want to stay up at night and those who aren't allowed to stay up at night. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> way of putting it. Uh, in that it is typically... Um, you know, your older, your older crowd. 
uh, and your very young crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, and usually, like, the matinee kind of gets a bad rap, I think, because it's difficult on performers to do, like, a matinee show and an evening show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and also, you know, like, it doesn't have the, potentially, the electricity of the evening performance, you know. But... Oh, the, the theater comes alive at night. <laughs> But uh, there's also an argument for the fact that, you know, we're getting people, especially like very young children, you know, who are like, this may be their first exposure and they're excited yeah, and, and curious. And uh, you get some school groups maybe. And, and it's it's a cool. Oh, that was always fun. A cool thing. That was always a fun, a fun show is when <laughs> you would do them for school groups who came in. Why, why are you why are you saying that? Because a lot of the times, maybe like a group of middle schoolers are not the most captive audience or respectful audience or... Yeah, that's fair. Like cool about it. Sometimes it was great. We definitely did shows for... We did performances of Susical, uh, which was like the yeah. last show that I did for like elementary and middle schoolers. That was like awesome because like every all of them were enraptured. And then we also did a show for my cohorts in high school that was a fucking nightmare a fucking like the most unpleasant performance experience i've ever had in my life were they just like shouting stuff shouting stuff uh it's so god okay this is a total sidetrack but yeah they would they were shout like literally talking shouting stuff and then uh they were also there were parts where like the performers would go down the aisles like from back of house onto stage. Yeah. And there were kids that were like grabbing at the performance oh, as or, like trying to trip them. And at ha- at halftime, during intermission, my dad, who is the director of Susical, came out and fucking yelled at everyone. Wow. Which was cool for me. And then after the show, the principal <laughs> got on the speaker and said that I think it was for the sophomore and junior classes like that's what that performance was for everybody at that show was like banned from like events like uh pep rallies and wow uh, how would they enforce that well they enforce it by just saying like the sophomore and junior classes are not taking part in uh these 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 other events during school for like the rest of the year so that show and my dad (laughs) when your dad yelled at the audience was your dad like hi i'm clint mcelroy i'm griffin mcelroy's father yeah exactly he is the star of the show and i'm very proud of him it was (laughs) cool and mortifying and so frustrating and the second act of that was the most like Ooh, chili i bet chili as <laughs> shit both from the people in the audience and also the performers who are like sala salu fuck you guys <laughs> anyway sorry that was a huge tangent but also one yeah. of the most one of the most sort of wild days of my life was that performance i bet and i bet you are not the only one that has had an experience like that no for sure not yeah um so the matinee, from what I can tell, history all the way back to 1843 at New York's Olympic Theater. Mm. Uh, in New York, kind of the big thing that I could find is that Wednesday is kind of the big matinee day. Mm. Uh, they were actually um, often called like ladies' days uh, okay. because back in the the early 20th century, like women, you know, you didn't see a lot of women out by themselves in the evening. Yeah. So if they wanted to go see a show, daytime was kind of their time. That's weird. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not great, but it's it's strange. 
this the scheduling um, is a little tricky. So shows are typically scheduled two or two thirty uh, because the actors union requires actors to have at least two hours between shows. So if there's an evening show at eight, then usually two thirty or three is kind of the furthest you can push right, it sure. to give them an actual break. Um, here's something that I wish they still had. So back when, when movies were first hitting and they were like, they were movie palaces, you know, like, like very fancy, like this is an experience kind of place. Uh, neighborhood theaters would have cry rooms and a cry room was a soundproof elevated room in the back of the theater with a large glass window. So the mom could still watch the movie. With While her the child. baby was crying? Yes. That's sick. Can you imagine how great that would be? That's so sick. That would be amazing. Uh, many theaters that provided cry rooms also came equipped with electric bottle warmers, complimentary formula, and a nurse on duty. What the fuck? Right? Wouldn't that be so rad? I mean, it'd be rad if any, if any sort of... Uh, preparation or concerns were taken for you know families with young children yeah yeah um i love that i wish that that was a thing i know like alamo draft house will do uh like like baby days where they will like have the lights up a little bit and uh they'll show basically like rated r movies for adults but you can bring your baby and not worry about inconveniencing somebody else yeah which would be awesome. I I do not think that would be successful uh, necessarily for us, but if you have the kind of child that will chill for two hours, yeah, yeah, that would be incredible. Uh, The other thing I will say about matinee performances, um, movie theaters back in the day would have what they call the actual Mickey Mouse clubs. So not the show, but like opportunities to bring your kids in to see cartoons and stuff. Uh, this is like back in like 1929, they would have blocks of Disney animation and, uh, people could get door prizes and bring their kids. It's mm. a whole big thing. That's fun. Um, and this, this was true with like Warner brothers as well. Like let's have a, let's have a big performance for kids during the day, uh, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and, and I personally, as I mentioned, like the matinee too, because, uh, I don't know. There's something, especially if you can go on a work day. Sneak out. Shh, shh, shh. Don't tell. Uh, or, you know, like, respectfully request time off. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go see Fast and the Furious 9. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what always, what matinees make me think of, we whenever you did a show, like a community theater show in Huntington, and I imagine this is probably the norm for a lot of sort of community theater companies, you would end the run on a matinee so that you would have time for strike, for striking the set immediately after the last show, and you would have time for a kick-ass cast party. So matinees always make me think of of strike and a kick-ass cast party, which I'm very, very nostalgic for. That's nice. Yeah. Is that... That's that, it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love a matinee. I, I, as, as our listeners know, I, I am not a theater performer, so I don't have a lot of personal anecdotes. But as a audience member, I really, I really enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, "Money Won't Pay." You can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to maximumfun.org. Check out all the great shows there. You know, shows out the out the wazoo. I would say. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you haven't listened to Bullseye. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really recommend it. Yeah. Incredible show. Uh, we have a new graphic novel 
uh, from Taz coming out on July 14th. We're going to be doing a live event uh, with some special guests. Going to be doing some reading. Going to be talking about the book. Uh, it's a virtual live event. We're not going to be in, in person. Not yet. Uh, but yeah, you can find links to that and details and how to secure a ticket. And we have partner booksellers who are going to be uh, selling copies that have signed uh, book plates in them. So uh, you can find details at macroy.family. Uh, you can also find our merch and stuff there too. Uh, but that's it. That's the end of that's the end of this one. Uh, let's and now let's do just a, a quick evaluation. Usually, once we finish recording, Rachel and I will sit in a room mm, silently yeah, for about uh-huh. fifteen minutes, uh-huh. just like really thoroughly critiquing yeah. each other's thing, and then we give each other a score out of a thousand points. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will say I enjoyed your topic. Thanks. Uh, your sitting pose was a little distracting to me. I'm very spread. <laughs> Not in like a man spread kind of way to no. use that to use that term, but it's more of like a butterflied like clam Yeah, shell. like a camp counselor kind of like, let me show you yeah. uh, this dandelion. Right, yeah. So points, how many out of a thousand? Out of a thousand? Yeah. Uh, do we usually do a thousand? Always, every time. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say 876. Jesus. I'm really deducting for that spread. <laughs> I was going to say you get a thousand because you're perfect in every way. But now I'm going to drop that pew. Whoa. Plate to 612. Oh, no. Deal with it. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.